0: Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yates. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin.
1: We are your hosts sharing with you the good news of the parish and to enable you to grow outside of the walls of the church building.
0: So, welcome to this episode. How how are you doing?
1: All right, yeah, not too bad. Uh, we've been up to I've I've seen the new uh, Avengers film, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> well, like, <laughs>
0: one up on me, I've not seen that one yet. <laughs> it's very good and the kids are getting very
1: excited apparently he makes a, a appearance in their favorite video game as well. Ah, so, that's... so I've seen that and we've I've been on a on a conference about new housing down in uh, down in Reading about how we're going to work in the the north of Yate and
0: the things we're going to be doing up there. So that's been really good from a a work perspective. We are recording uh, the early part of May, so the weather has miraculously got better. (laughs) We've just had a, a wonderful weekend of weather, so it's been nice and warm. Oh, I was. We went to Wookie Hole on Bank Holiday Monday, okay. and uh, it was it was lovely and cool in there. Yeah, it was. What, amazing, <laughs> it? Did you see the cheese? I did see the, the cheese. cheese. I, I did one, see the one cheese. One of my highlights at Wookie Hole is obviously entertaining the kids, but also maybe sampling the cheese that's being. Well, being stored there to to age, there's cave good. aged wine there as well. Which wow! Be
1: well, that's not an advert for Wookiee is no. it? Really? <laughs> but you know, but no, it was quite it was quite interesting there actually. You
0: good, know. yeah, good, good, good.
1: Yeah, well, the other thing we've been doing is getting ready for Thy Kingdom Come, which starts tomorrow because it's uh, Ascension tomorrow after yeah. this. So, we've been getting ready for that, which is quite exciting, and as well, uh, just the the usual run-of-mill sort of parishy things
0: really have been going on it's an it's an exciting time if you want to hear more about what the parish is doing for thy kingdom come then listen to our previous episodes all available through uh soundcloud and itunes and what even just on the website you can look at the previous episodes Um, I've done something revolutionary this week. I've had a week off work, uh, and I've decided to uh, do something that I've been thinking about since I was confirmed at the end of last year. Um, It was one of those things that I had to toil with in my head about how I could have Christ close to me all the time, and I knew there are many different ways of doing that Uh, And uh, one of the things that my wife does is wear a necklace with a crucifix, and that's quite symbolic, Um, but I don't always wear necklaces, and so I was looking at all the different options that were available to me, uh, and one of the ones that really kind of stood out was to decide to have um, a little tattoo applied to myself, which... To the rest of you are oh my goodness, but it was something that I decided to do uh, after doing a bit of research and speaking to some of my churchy colleagues to work out what's the right thing to do, um, and so I have a little cross uh, on my wrist now, so it's not a big obvious thing, um, but it's something there that um, just reminds me of God's presence and reminds me of, of my kind of spirituality.
1: Yeah, I think as well, in Ethiopian church, you're not secretly Ethiopian, I don't think, no. but I think it's the <laughs> Ethiopian church, I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up again, but... In the baptism service, where we say Christ claims you for His own, receive the sign of His cross. In in some churches, they actually do do a literal tattoo on the head, oh, okay, where where that cross is. So it is the idea that uh, at confirmation and at uh, at baptism is that we are marked physically marked out and spiritually marked out as children of God. That's so without even it? thinking about it, yeah, you've actually done what the liturgy is, what the the service has said, isn't it? You're yeah, marked
0: out. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I didn't want to go for a whole arm sleeve with my appreciation with some kind of biblical drawing because <laughs> I do not think I could deal with the pain with that. But I just wanted something that was there to remind me and also maybe spark conversation with others. Uh, I've got to be careful working for the NHS because we've got to be very impartial to everybody and be very welcoming to everybody. Um, and there are very clear policies on what we can and cannot do when we have our own specific belief but it was something that was it's out of the way no one can really see it unless you really do look and mm-hmm. it's a great reminder to me there were some worries. I mean, I did go online, and you can imagine when you type "Christian tattoo," uh, there are there are lots of people's views on marking your skin, and how you you certainly can relate to a, a part of the Old Testament, can you?
1: Yeah, it, it's like I've, I've got a tattoo. I've got a, a Celtic knot. I got when okay. I was twenty.
0: Twenty. Okay.
1: Uh, before everybody else had tattoos, <laughs> you're the uh, trendsetter. I was the trendsetter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got that, and I did think about it at the time, really, and mine's up on my shoulder so it's out of the way Okay, um, but I did think about it at the time and there is a passage and, and this is an interesting way of thinking about how we read the Bible because it is a, a verse in uh, Leviticus because all the funny verses are in Leviticus and there's Leviticus uh, 19 verse 28 and it says you must not gash yourselves in mourning for the dead or tattoo yourselves I am the Lord no so, you,
0: so you could run with that statement, couldn't you? And based purely on those pure words, you would think that I've done the wrong thing here because I've gone against a phrase that was in the Old Testament. But like with everything in the Bible, it's about contextualizing it.
1: Yeah, and the thing is with it is is this idea is called proof texting, right? And it's the it's the worst possible way to to read the Bible because the Bible was never written to be proof text. And, and what that means is is you have an idea of what's right or what's wrong. And then you look for a phrase in the Bible to either say it's okay or it's not. Okay. And you're not actually looking at the wider story, okay. right? Yep. You're just looking at that one little phrase, yep. yeah? So we've just read out like, what, 20 words or so, you know, like yeah. that little phrase. Yeah. But that's part of a whole chapter, part of a whole book, yep. part of a whole um, section, really, mm. of literature there which we have to understand in order to make that phrase make any meaningful sense. Okay. Okay. If, that, if yeah, so, no, so that that's the problem with it. So and and you do get Christians who who do this, you know, there mm. there is a tradition of it. And I find it quite difficult to deal with because it's a very modern way of reading the Bible. People okay. didn't do that. Uh, because we didn't have the technology to do it for a start, because people didn't have a printed Bible uh, that they could scour. Okay. And the other problem is, as well, since the Internet's come along now, uh, with Google and so on, it's really got out of control because people are using Google to, to read the Bible. Okay. And that's just as dangerous as Dr. Google, <laughs> which uh, you might understand where well, someone's yeah. got a symptom. Of something, you know, you say, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a bad stomach, you know, or something. You put it to Google, I've got a bad stomach. And three weeks later, you know, you're convinced you've got all sorts of things. Uh, yes. Or oh, go- Googling, go- Googling your tablets or something like that. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Where, you know, you'd have the... Like, I went, I went to the doctors uh, a few years ago because I had this problem in my leg. And he said to me, he said, don't Google those tablets because they'll come back as antidepressants. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. okay, said, but they are good for, for a bad leg as well. And yep. I'm like, oh, all right, okay, fine. <laughs> but I think it's it's the Google way of reading it. Um, so we have to be careful um, when we're making moral statements from Scripture yep. that we don't fall into that trap of using verses plucked out of things yep. in order to, to make moral decisions about things if you see what
0: i mean no no i do and 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 there are countless evidence of of people using the bible against christianity because they just steal a statement and say well (laughs) clearly it says in the bible this is your law this is your rule but you're a christian so why are you doing that so again it's it's miscontextualizing the 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 comment so Assure me, how that I've done okay, haven't I? Yeah, you have yeah, done all right. Done all right.
1: I, I, I'll tell you why, actually. Because it's quite it, it, and Leviticus is a kind of goldmine for the kind of atheist meme on Facebook. Okay, uh, <laughs> you know, occasionally on on Facebook or something, I'll get these sort of like pictures up about you know with some bizarre verse, and they'll put the thing in, and then I'm a bit curious about it. So all I always do is sort of think, right, okay, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I'm going to find out what it means. And then sort of bring some kind of reason to it. And and uh, Leviticus 19. Uh, Leviticus is a book. The first thing you have to do if we're going to do a Bible study on this on whether... Or whether Justin
0: should have had his tattoo and whether he's going to burn or not. Now, you know, what did, what did he say to you in the tattoo shop now? Oh, he said something that if you ink your skin, you'll never get in. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. I said, well, I'm okay. The man upstairs will judge me at that point. but uh, <laughs> because, uh, I'm pretty sure, confident. I'm sure Jesus is a, a man of infinite forgiveness and
1: wonder yes. and love going, sorry, mate. You know, <laughs> <"Psst>, <laughs> see ya <you> later. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think the first thing you have to do really is think about what type of literature we're reading, okay. right? So Leviticus is a book of laws, right? And it's in a few different sections. But uh, Levi is the, the priestly family in the Old Testament, right? So you had to be uh, f- of the family of Levi in order to be a priest okay. in the Old Testament, okay? And the idea of that is the idea of what they call holiness, and holiness is always held in tension with openness. Okay. Right? So what that means basically is um we have to be different and separate because that's what holiness means, right? But we also have to be welcoming too. Okay. Okay. So you can't be entirely holy, right, because you'll fail, because you'll become judgmental. Right. Yeah, that's understandable. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you that's fall understandable. into that and yeah. you say... Oh no, you can't do this because of that. And then you become judgmental. So we have to be open, but at the same time, if we're too open, we don't actually draw a line in the sand anywhere. Right. And we yes. let any anything goes. Yeah. So like everything everything in the Bible and everything in life really has to be held in tension because neither thing is true. It's right. holding those two in tension is where we find the truth. Okay. You see what I mean. Yeah. So, if we take the example, say of this thing with holiness, right, is we would say that a, a good example, not from the Bible, would be the BBC, right? Okay. The BBC is a very holy culture. Yeah. Right. Because if you break their inclusion rules. Yeah. Right. And we see this for celebrities all the time. Like yeah, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson or what have it. One who wants to be a millionaire. But yeah. If he's on that and he says something which is unholy, right? Yeah. Then he's kicked out. Right. Okay. Because we have to keep the community pure and holy and we need to eradicate bad behaviour. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what happens then is it spills into kind of judgmentalism, yeah. pointing fingers, yeah. being nasty. All sorts of things, stuff, yeah. that, stuff that happened has happened in in the church as well for centuries because we're human. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the opposite of that is openness, where say Jeremy Clarkson would say something horrible and nobody would challenge him because we're all loving and open and. Okay. Do you see know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: a good, good option. Yeah, that's good, yeah. That's a good so example.
1: You have to hold both there. So um, Leviticus is the holiness code. Yeah. So it's the code of how the priests of Levi can be separate and holy. Okay. Right. Yeah. So what they have to do is, is a lot of it is a bit like a, um, a bit like a prayer book where there are books that tell me on what occasion I have to wear certain robes in church. Okay. Right. So say for example, at Easter I wear white because it's happy. Yeah. While it, Christmas, I wear white because that's happy. Uh, in Lent, I wear purple because we're getting ready for something. And yeah. there's a book that tells me when I have to get changed, Okay. right? Leviticus is a bit like that, Okay. right? And it's saying, in our faith, we behave in these ways, which then makes us different to the other religions around, which operate in a very different way to the way we should. Okay, right. So... A lot of the rules in it and nothing to do with like ordinary life in lots of ways. It's to do with how the priest should live and how the priest should be to make it very clear that the priests of Israel are holy, in other words, different yep. to the priests of Baal. Okay. All right? So
0: now, one would assume then the other priests that were around that weren't portrayed as what we would now say is, as holy... Would be inking their skins and cutting themselves to symbolise their gods and their beliefs. Exactly. So this rule is set because they wanted those group of people to be different. That's right. Yeah. So we know that, for example, one of my favourite Bible stories is
1: in uh, First Kings, where uh, Elijah has a fight with the prophets of Baal. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. He has a kind of he has a fight about who can be the best, right? So they they have a, they have a bonfire and stuff and things like that. And from that and from other ancient writings, we can have a, a little bit of an understanding of what type of things the other priests were doing, okay. the priests of Baal. So the priests of Baal in that story did, used to cut themselves with big knives and things to pour their blood out on things like that. Wow. And when it says, uh, to you must not gash yourselves in mourning for the dead, well, what he's actually saying is, in the temple yep. of Baal, when somebody dies to show that you are so upset about the death of your dad, your mom, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. The priests of Baal literally would cut themselves wow. to show their mourning and their distress. And okay. do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the tattooing was actually to do with what, uh, what we would do is, uh, what they would do is they would, they would tattoo themselves with the name of another God. Mm. So like, in the same way that you've got a tattoo to say yeah. that you're a christian yeah they would have one to say that they worship baal or baal, whatever yeah. Yeah, or, and, and you still see it in india where people will uh, have different um, stripes on their heads yeah. right to show which god they yeah. whether it's vishnu or brahma or whatever mm. that they do so there's there's different codes and things so it's it's actually talking about how we worship not how we behave, yeah, if you see what I mean, yeah no, like I do. it doesn't make yeah. it makes total sense, so the trouble with Leviticus is um we not only have to know about uh our own faith in the sense of what the what the idea of holiness is, we also have to know about Baal worship and yeah. all these other things yeah. in order to understand why that was important then yeah and um, then put it into a
0: context of why it's actually important now yes so when you venture into the old testament you've just got to remember that haven't you it's a very different time yeah and, and yeah and you've got to think about where this the contents of of the of the story the message that the, the passage is placed in time yeah, and and the surroundings that that is placed itself. So yeah, that's it, kind of... it's
1: a bit like if you think about um, that uh, cop show Life on Mars. Okay. Well, yeah. they went back to the seventies, didn't they? Yeah. And the the joke was that he didn't understand what was going on because he didn't understand the context of the nineteen seventies. Yes. Well, the Old Testament is life on Neptune. <laughs> it's not life <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> it's it's so in in some ways it's completely far removed from us. Yeah. But in
0: other ways it's it's very, very similar. Yes, because we're not we're not destroying the Old Testament here. There's things to be learned from it, isn't it? And but it's understanding how to apply it into your faith, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think as well is that the 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 golden rule really with the Old Testament is that there was a guy called uh Marcion, right, who was around in the second century. And Marcion was one of the uh first big Christians really and he wanted to get rid of the old testament because he said oh look bin it because it's all like people killing each other our oh, god is very different get rid of it right and there was a big controversy about whether christians should have the old testament or not right oh, okay and if you read uh, letters called against marcion <laughs> there was always against against marcion what they're actually saying is, to understand the Old Testament, we have to understand it through the lens of Jesus. So what, what they're saying there is, if we think about the Old Testament as a kind of crescendo, getting louder and louder, yeah. pointing towards the person of Jesus, yes. right? So in the Old Testament, there are these echoes all the way through, saying Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, yeah, Jesus yeah. is coming, yeah. right? yeah. But they're incomplete revelations of God. Right, right. yeah. It's 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 people trying to understand how we can be holy. How can we be different to the prophets of Baal? How can we uh, show that we love God and be a light to the nations and okay. all that? Right. Yep. So he said, "What you need to do is, is look at Jesus as the full revelation of God, yep. and then look back at the Old Testament through that person." which is why we stand up for the gospel in church. Okay. Yes. So if you think about it, is it for the first, say, if you have three readings, for the first two, you sit down. Yeah. Right. When they read the gospel, everyone stands up. Yeah. To show that this is the lens that we have to see the rest of the Bible through. Yeah. Yes. If that makes sense. No, no, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. So I'll uh, say, um, One other thing about uh, Leviticus, actually, because I I am fascinated. Because you always said my wife is doing this um, challenge with her friends around the world. Yes, yes. And what she's doing is she's reading all of the Bible, right? She's up to judges now, which she's decided is bonkers. Uh, (laughs) So she's reading all of the Bible, right? Yeah. Uh, New and Old Testament with these people. And occasionally she got to me and said, what is all that about? And I've got to go and book up on it. But I think the thing with Leviticus, more than anything else, is it's all about that idea that how we live has to be different to people who aren't Christians. We have to be separate and holy, yet welcoming too. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I think that's what... And Leviticus is is uh, only focusing on holiness yeah it's not focusing on welcome so the thing with the old testament in particular is certain books will focus only on one of the things you need to hold intention yeah and if you take that on its own you, you can get yourself in all sorts of trouble yeah okay and and for both ways like I'll finish with uh, this one, with uh, another one I saw on a bumper sticker that someone sent me the other week. Okay. Which is from Ephesians. Ephesians, okay. Right, yeah. I think it's Ephesians. right? Yeah, it is Ephesians, where it says that women should be silent in church. And this has been used against women's ministry, really, right? It says women should remain silent and they should not braid their hair. They're thinking, well, why, why can't they braid there? Why shouldn't they be speaking? Okay, That's very odd. Yep. And Corinthians is also saying why they shouldn't speak. Yeah, Why is Paul doing that? Because at the beginning of book uh, the letters to the Corinthians, he writes to Chloe, who's a deaconess there. Okay. So that doesn't make any sense, no, does it? No. Aha. But, okay. and it says in Ephesians that women will save themselves through bearing children, right? you're thinking well that don't make sense right (laughs) why is that and this is one of those sort of memes you get now the reason is in ephesus there's the temple of artemis okay now the temple of artemis is one of the seven wonders of the ancient world right and artemis is a greek goddess and what women would do would go to the temple of artemis right and you speak but not speakers were speaking they would use something called ecstatic speech so they would go there braid there go mento, shouting screaming that sort of thing right, right? Yeah. yeah yeah in the to curry the favor of artemis the greek goddess right and then the greek goddess would allow them to have children because the temple of artemis said if you don't come here with your hair braided and do this ecstatic speech, you will never be able to have children. Right. right? Okay. So So
0: now we know that little slither of information. information, We know what's going on. So
1: what Paul is actually saying to the Ephesians and to the Corinthians, right, is don't behave in the Christian context the same way that you behave in the darkness, right? Okay. That's number one. Because in Corinth they were having lots of problems like that. The other thing is the reason he's talking about bear your children to be saved. Yeah. What he's actually saying is you can prove Artemis wrong because if you don't go there and you don't braid your hair and go through this whole ritual, right, and you still have kids, then you're saying yeah. then then you're showing yeah, yeah. that it's not yeah. But the problem is with it unless you have all that extra information. Yeah you can then say
0: to women, shut up in church, right? Yeah, yeah. And
1: you should only stay in the house and have kids. Yes. And, but you've,
0: got, and you've got no place within the senior leadership within church. And that's uh, a problem we uh, even deal with today, isn't it? Do you see y- what I mean? Yes so, yes. so that's two examples, really, of why
1: you're allowed to have a tattoo and why Gail's allowed to preach in church. Well, we're very grateful <laughs> for that as well.
0: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. Well, right. there you are. Well, uh, well, I hope you listeners have really enjoyed this week's episode. It's really put some of the... The bumper sticker statements that you see that are taken <laughs> from the Bible that are, are used at times against our fellow Christians because it says in the Bible that you are not allowed to do this and and thankfully Hal has has contextualised it to make us understand some of these statements better so thank you Hal and if you do see anything that you know is a kind of bumper sticker thing mm. uh, send it
1: in and I'll book up on it and if I am already booked up on it and um or remind myself and we'll we'll give it a go so if you any wacky the wackier the better <laughs> send them in because i bet you
0: they're not that wacky when you understand them we hope you've enjoyed this week's show there's more content to follow and you can find out more by going to yateparish.org.uk as a podcast you can also find us on iTunes and within SoundCloud And as every week goes by, more podcast platforms will pick up The Connection, so you can be the first to listen to the new edition of The Connection. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you in the near future. The way to communicate with us can easily be found on our website, yateparish.org.uk. God bless.